So the way this is going to work is I'm going to tell you the Easter story. I'm going to tell you, okay, yeah, we, we need a bag back in the back. If There we go. Yeah, Shiny, if you could grab some of those. There we go. They're, they're all on top of that. new bag for you. Yeah, you can crack those guys open. Uh, don't dive into the eggs yet. But see, I'm going to tell you the story of the last week of Jesus' life through the eggs in, these basket, in this bag. Each egg contains a little something, a little token to remind us of what that moment in Jesus' life, in the last week of Jesus' life was all about. And there are nine eggs in there. And you'll see some candy. There's also a, a little emoji Easter story in there. Uh, kids, you've got, you've got a craft kit. Uh, and so eat, there are nine eggs, each with a number on it. And that's what we're going to be walking through here. And so if you grew up in church, if this story is familiar to you, my hope is that, that you will, this, these eggs and these tokens will breathe some new life into a very familiar story. And if this story is not familiar to, to you, get ready to be amazed and have some fun and laugh along the way at what has been called the greatest story ever told. So, you, you, can, you can leave the eggs in or you can take them out. Um, I'm going to pull mine out so I can, I can sort through them easier. And, but you could definitely start to look for and start with egg number one. Let's see. Six, seven. Four. And all of you online, you, 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 you have your bags, and go ahead, you can dump them out onto the floor if you haven't already. I know that's one of the kids' favorite things to do. Oh, there goes my number nine. There we go. Okay. There's my number one. Finally got it. Okay. I don't need this. So, everybody find number one. And kids, you've got two of them. You've got one that says number one, and then another one with a little donkey, with a little plastic wrap on it. Okay, so let's go ahead and open up egg number one. And kids, you, you might need your parents' help with this plastic. Um, but there is a little, there's a little uh, serrated se seam, so you can grab that and rip it. So go ahead and open egg number one. The best part is I get to grab these eggs and I just get to throw them over my shoulder and let the worship team deal with them. We all get to watch Kenny just slip and fall right on stage. Okay, yeah, and then go ahead and take that plastic off of the egg and you can open up the other one. So, adults, you have a little palm leaf. This is, this is one leaf of a large palm. And kids, you also have a little donkey. Do you see it? Okay? And then the donkey eats the palm leaf. No, okay. Back, back to the Bible. So, see, this represents where our story starts. And it's, it's an event where Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a little donkey. And everybody was so excited because they thought that the Messiah King was going to come. And so they got the palm branches. 
and waved them up in the air. So as I read this passage, adults, you take your little tiny palm branch and wave it at home. You can do this also. And then kids, you take your little donkey and you march that little guy all the way along as I read this passage. The disciples brought the donkey and placed their cloaks on it for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowd shouted, praise God, Hosanna for the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And he wove, they, they, they waved these little palm branches. Because you see, people were throwing him a royal parade. That's what the palm branches were. It was a royal parade. But Jesus did not come as a king like they expected. Jesus wasn't riding a mighty horse. He was riding a lowly donkey. And that was the first evidence that Jesus was not the kind of king that they were expecting. So there's egg number one. Now find egg number two. Got it. Egg number two. Go and open that up. So adults, you might recognize this from what we've used around church. This is a communion. This is a communion cracker and some juice. And then kids, you also have what I like to call a blessing cracker. It's basically an animal cracker. Okay? So you get, you get something to munch on as well. Because you see, a few days after that entry into Jerusalem, Jesus gathered with his disciples for one last Passover ceremony ritual dinner. And that was the dinner where he gave them a new commandment that you will love one another. That was the dinner where he washed their feet. And that was also the dinner where Jesus took something that these disciples had done every year for their entire life, a Passover meal. And he took two things in that Passover meal, some bread and some wine, and he redefined what those symbolized. And he said that that bread represents my body, which will be broken for you. And that wine, or in our case, the juice, represents Jesus' blood that was shed for you. Jesus gave us communion as a reminder of what he was about to do. And so we're going to take communion together. So if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, here in person or, or online, watching us at home, I want you to take communion with us. And if you're not, if you're not sure what you, can, you believe, that's okay. You can sit this one out. So, let's, and kids, you can, take, you can have your blessing cracker, your animal cracker, you can munch on that. Just like that. So, let's, let's take communion together. Now, this has two flaps. There's a clear plastic flap and then the purple flap. Go ahead and peel back that clear plastic flap. And it should reveal a little wafer. This is the body of Christ broken for you. Take in remembrance of him. And then you can peel back the purple flap. For some juice. Trying desperately not to spill it all over yourself and the microphone. <laughs> this is the blood of Christ 
shed for you. Take in remembrance of him. See, this was foreshadowing. Jesus was foreshadowing what was about to happen. Where he would be dot, he, he would be killed, his body would be broken, and his blood would be shed. So let's find egg number three. Egg number three. I got mine. You got yours? Yeah, there you go. You got it. Egg number three. Yeah, you got it. Okay, open it up. It's a little tiny set of praying hands. So kids, do you, re do you recognize this? Maybe you say prayers before a meal and you hold your hands like this or maybe before you go to bed and, and you sit at your bed and you pray like this. So these are some praying hands. And these, these represent a time when Jesus prayed really, really hard in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Here's what the, text, the Bible says. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but you will. See, Jesus prayed with these little praying hands. Jesus prayed that he didn't have to die. He prayed, if there was any other way, Lord, make it happen. Because I don't want to go through what I'm about to go through. But he gave us one of the best prayers in the Gospels. Not my will, but yours, Lord. Not my will, but yours. Let's find number four. Number four. Okay, there we go. Number four. Go ahead and open it up. Oh, what's this? It's a coin. It's an, it's an ancient coin just like the ones that Jesus might have used. You see, while Jesus was praying in the garden, one of his closest followers chose to betray him. And for the, the price of 30 silver coins, just like this one, he sold Jesus out to his enemies. And those people came and arrested him. Then, one of the 12, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and asked, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. Jesus' freedom was sold for 30 silver pieces. And hold that coin in your hands. Rub it between your fingers. Feel the weight of it. Jesus sold, Judas sold Jesus out for about 200 bucks. That's all. What would your price be? 
Let's find egg number five. Egg number five, five, five. There we go, five, five. I got mine. You got yours. Egg number five. Open it up. Oh, there are a couple things in here. So first, there's a strip of purple cloth. Go to feel that. Feel how smooth and satiny that is. And then there's a little rubber, little rubber band thing. This is a crown of thorns, but a safe one because it's rubber. I'm not about to give you actual thorns, okay? So what are these? Purple cloth, see in the ancient world, purple was royal cloth because it was the most expensive to make. Purple dyes were actually the most expensive. So only the kings and the royalty wore purple. And you see, when Jesus was arrested, they dressed him up in a purple cloth because he was tried and charged as the king of the Jews. That was the official charge against him. And the soldiers made fun of him for it. They even put a crown, but instead of a gold crown, it was a crown of thorns that pierced into his head and he bled. And here's what, here's what it says. They, the soldiers, stripped him and put a purple robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. But in teasing Jesus, in mocking Jesus, what they didn't realize, they were giving a king his royal robe. And they were giving a king his crown. They were actually saying who Jesus really was, and they didn't even know it. Let's find egg number six. Egg number six. Okay. I got a half orange, half pink one. We must have been running low at that point. Here we go. You have number six? Yeah, there you go. You got it. Open it up. So, yeah, so what's, what's in egg number six? It's a little strip of leather. It's a little strip of leather. Because, see, at this point, after Jesus was mocked, and dressed by the soldiers, they were commanded as punishment to beat him. And they beat him really badly. In fact, it's, it's said that they beat him with a leather whip with strips of glass and rock woven in it. And the custom of the time identified that he was beaten within one lash of his life. Because they didn't want to kill him, but they wanted to punish him and to appease the crowd. Here's what it says. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pontius Pilate had Jesus whipped with a leather whip like this one. And handed him over to be crucified. This was one of the last things that happened to Jesus before he was crucified. Now that leads to egg number eight. Oh no, sorry, egg number seven. There I, <laughs> okay, egg number seven. Now, parents, you've got, you've got a very non-kid friendly one in yours. Kids, you've got friendly, but open, go ahead and open that up. 
you should all have a cross. And then adults, you also have a nail. Keep that, that one away from the kids. See, the cross was the worst form of public execution. There were other forms, but this one was the worst. It was only reserved for the worst of the worst criminals. And normally, criminals were tied onto a cross. But Jesus Christ, he was nailed to a cross with three nails through his hands and his feet. This was extraordinarily painful. This was an incredibly painful process that Jesus went through. The soldiers took charge of Jesus. Jesus, carrying his own cross, he went out to a place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two criminals, most likely murderers. One on each side, and Jesus in the middle. So look at the cross. That's the cross on which Jesus died. But like the video said, they didn't take his life. Jesus willingly and knowingly gave up his life on this cross. And because of that, he could say, it is finished. The work of God for all humanity, for you and for me, was finished with Jesus Christ on the cross. And at that, he gave up his spirit. So go to egg number eight. Egg number eight. Open it up. Let's see what you got in here. I've got a rock, and I've got a strip of white cloth. See, after Jesus died, some friends of his, some benefactors, they had a grave for him. He didn't even have his own grave. And they, they wrapped him in strips of cloth. It was a very honoring, very loving thing. That, that friends and family could do to someone who has passed. That there were special cloths with special spices to embalm the body. And then they took that body and put him in a grave. But it's not like a grave like you and I think of. It was a, a cave that was carved out of a rock. And they put a big gigantic rock as the door. Because the soldiers and the people in power did not want anything to happen. They didn't want anyone to come steal Jesus' body to try to make it look like he came back to life. He was wrapped in pure linen cloth and his tomb was covered in a rock. Here's what it says. Joseph of Arimathea took the body, wrapped it in clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb, and he went away. And then later, guards guarded that tomb, stood at it in front all night. 
Now, there's still one more egg, but don't open it yet. We've got egg number nine, but don't open it. See, before we open it, let's read what happened the next day, Sunday morning. At dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking here for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Now open up egg number nine. It's empty. Because believe it or not, the greatest gift that Jesus Christ has given us was empty. It was an empty tomb. Three days later, there was not a corpse in that tomb wrapped in white linen. There was a fully alive, fully resurrected Jesus. Because that empty tomb is the promise of, of Easter. That empty tomb is the promise that death doesn't win. See, Jesus Christ was dead. The Bible makes very clear that he was very dead. But the Bible also makes clear that he didn't stay dead. He was raised by God to new life. You can be raised by God to new life. See, this last egg here, this empty egg, is the promise that you can experience resurrection just like Jesus did. That's the gift of Easter. God promises followers of him, those who believe in Jesus, a resurrected eternity a resurrected life in eternity, and an abundant life here on earth. That's the promise of the empty tomb. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul. I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet. For the perishable must clothe itself with imperishable and the mortal with immortality. Then the saying is written that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God... He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Death is a battle we cannot win. We can wear our masks, get vaccinated, be careful, socially distant, but we cannot win the battle against death. That's why it is a gift from God because of Jesus Christ. And that's what we celebrate on Easter. That is why Easter is a, is a, 
a, a ceremony, a, a celebration of hope. Because we are able to do something that we aren't able to do. But in Christ Jesus, God promises life resurrected in eternity and life abundant here on earth. And in a time when death seems all around us, we need to remember that in Christ, death does not win. You see, you may repair your life. You can try to reform your life. But only Jesus Christ can resurrect your life. In Christ, death does not win. In Christ, sorrow does not win. And in Christ, sin does not win. In Christ, new life wins. In Christ, joy and hope win. And that's the mystery. And that's the joy of Easter. That's the promise that he gives us. Through every one of these eggs, through the cross, and through the life that he gives you. So this year, we can have hope that death does not win. Please join me in a prayer. Dear Lord, I want to I let your truth sink deep down into my heart and my soul today. Help us stay focused on you. Lord, I pray for the many who are hearing this, here in person and online. I pray that, that they understand this deeply. For the first time, for the hundredth time. God, that they understand Easter Sunday means Jesus Christ, you have risen from the dead. Lord, wash over every soul here in person and watching online. Wash over with a fresh hope and an overwhelming joy. Bring new life as only you can. In the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, amen.